Welcome to the Gals Guide to the Galaxy podcast, where a group of gals gather for you one cool thing around our topic of the month. Is it ancient history? Is it breaking news? Is it safe for work? Well, that's up to each gal. All we know is that... Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Welcome back. I'm Leah, and I am joined by Bonnie and Katie and Amy talking about our one cool naturalist gal. So, Amy already talked about Janaki Amal. Is that right? Yeah. Yay! I, I don't know why I always like to do a double check. And then I think Bonnie talked about Gene Stratton Porter. Sure did! Yay! Look at that! <laughs> I got it! But before we dive back in, um, I'm actually going to have Amy tell you what is going on <laughs> with the Gals Guide calendar for this week! Take it away, Amy. <laughs> For week three, the week of April 18th through the 24th, it's Fairyville. Wednesday through Saturday, the whole town of Noblesville becomes a fairy festival. It's a really cool event. It's very cool. Very cool. <laughs> Starting with a scavenger hunt, it appears the fairies have misplaced magic dust jars all over the Gals Guide Library, mm-hmm. and they need you to help find them. If you can find all the jars, you get a certificate of fairy awesomeness. (laughs) Nice. It's super cute. I'm sure there's (laughs) glitter. The hunt is on Wednesday through Friday, 12 to 5, and Saturday, 10 to 5. Gal's Guide will have a booth on the Fairyville Trail with new merch featuring GGR, hashtag Flat Squirrel. Remember Flat Stanley? Well, we have a printout of an adorable squirrel that we're asking people to take pictures with this year. It's the 200th anniversary of the Great Squirrel Stampede it was totally in Noblesville. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I haven't told you that story yet. Oh, get buckle up! <laughs> Hungry squirrels from the east appeared like locusts and decimated crops and destroyed manicured lawns. Yep. Now in 2022, <laughs> we've made peace with our squirrel sisters and brothers and celebrate them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. We celebrate them so much. We'll have a special appearance by Marvel's unbeatable Squirrel Girl. Nice. The upbeat superhero who likes to eat nuts and kick butts. <laughs> yes, she does. <laughs> she will be at the Gals Guide booth on Saturday, April 23rd from 10 to 5. For more Fairyville news and printouts for our hashtag Flat Squirrel, visit galsguide.org. Yay! There is Gigi, our flat squirrel. Gigi is lovely. Isn't this just so cool? She's adorable. Yes, so I'm super excited. Thank you so much for doing (laughs) the glorious. So I have a random question that I want to know. What is your favorite season to explore nature? Which of the four, and I'll give you a fifth season, construction. (laughs) 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 Wherever you want to put that glorious season. It's one of the reasons why I don't like Michigan, because it only has two seasons. Winter. Wait, three seasons. Winter. Oh my God, it's still winter. How the hell is it still winter? And construction. (laughs) Four seasons. (laughs) Don't everybody answer at once. Go for it. (laughs) I enjoy all of the seasons except winter oh that is totally fair <laughs> yeah and maybe i'm just saying that because it's a little miserable around here the last i mean we're just being teased we're being right. taunted yeah we'll have a warm day and then i'm shivering and we're mm-hmm. having these gusts of wind i think we're being um, punked yeah i think so but <laughs> i have to say just is i probably notice spring the most 
Yeah. I love fall because my birthday's there, yes, but it it's is. that whole reactionary winter's gone and things are starting to bloom again and look pretty and look green again. So spring's pretty awesome for being See. outdoors and just absorbing some of that sun. Yeah. That's Look at fair. all the pretty stuff sprouting. Sprout, sprout, sprout. I've got daffodils in my yard. <gasps> Ooh, yeah, daffodils! I love it. Yes, Bonnie. Sarah to me. No, I like uh, the spring and summer. I don't, I don't like the cold. <laughs> and why do you no. live in Indiana? I know. I, I was no. thinking that in my head, but yes. I was like, you know, Indiana's not as bad as, let's say, Michigan. Michigan. This is the hating on Michigan month. I'm so no. sorry. <laughs> No, but as uh, I'm going to steal one from uh, Jess at Roots and Refuge. Yeah. That I am a frost tender flower. <laughs> I'm always, always cold. Frost tender flower. What is your hardiness like, zone? <laughs> <laughs> not Indiana. Right. Exactly. Not what this is. Uh, I was getting so mad. I was watching some of my favorite like gardening people on YouTube, and they're like in, most of them are in like California. Oh, yeah. And they're like. I'm growing citrus trees, and I'm like, you can shove it. <laughs> you get to grow exactly. Me, 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 me. <laughs> Screw you with your citrus year round. <laughs> it's, it's a fair assessment, yes. Yes. <laughs> Amy, what about you? I really like the fall. Yes. I know that there isn't there doesn't seem as much to see because there's mm-hmm. no leaves and no plants, but I really like the crunchy yes. leaf sound that's where i'm at too yeah and and not having the leaves you can see more you can see the birds better yep. um you can see deer a lot because you yeah. can see them from farther off at mm-hmm. least here i guess i'm talking about just exploring indiana right <laughs> totally fair <laughs> but yeah i really i really like fall just you know i like the leaves i like the sight line i guess mm-hmm. i don't know what else to say yeah um Sounds it's not hot. Yes. I'm not sweaty. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's where I'm, I'm right with you with fall. Fall mm-hmm. is absolutely my favorite, too. Um, it always feels like, you know, winter. I don't like coats, so I'm always fighting that. Can I brave it? Can I yeah. get pneumonia today? Let's find out. Uh, <laughs> and then, like, um, spring, it's kind of the rainy of do I need another coat mm-hmm. because it's raining outside. Damn it, I don't want a coat. And then <laughs> summer, I'm just passed out, basically. Yeah. I mean, heat stroke <laughs> is a thing, and I can't survive it. And so then it's like, oh, my gosh, there's one week during fall where I'm like, it's perfect. <laughs> I don't yeah. have to wear a coat. Everything makes a sound because it all, it's all crunchy. I, I feel like going outside because the world's starting to get quiet and stuff. And just um, the light. I love the, it. The blue of the sky. Yeah. And, and golden the, hour lasts even yes, longer. So the angle makes mm-hmm. the blue so blue. I don't know. Yep. I really love it. Just yeah. walking through the woods in fall if I'm going to be out in nature. Yep. But I then wish... I also love the beach and I love, love, love to snorkel and look oh, underwater. So see. <laughs> I kind of wish Halloween was one or two weeks earlier because mm-hmm. it seems like now Halloween, it's sometimes going to snow on you and it's yes. too damn cold. You know you're, but from, like, you know yeah. you're from Indiana <laughs> if, if your Halloween costume fits over your snowsuit. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because you're probably going to need it. And now I'm like, there's many times in October that I'm like, why isn't this? week Halloween and all the neighbors are out and we're on the street and fun. So yes. But if you trick or treat on snow Halloween, you get the whole bowl because no one else is out there. Nobody wants to be out. They want to be (laughs) done with it. That's very accurate. (laughs) My son will drag me out. It does not matter. The 
the umbrella can be blown inside out. Like, right. But we are trick or treating, <laughs> and we're gonna get all we're the getting, candy. Yeah, we're this taking time. the whole bowl. It mm-hmm. is four degrees, <laughs> but we are out there. Yeah, exactly. Just kind of crack it up. A couple years ago, we actually got like an inch of snow or something. <laughs> right. And that was like the year that Frozen came out, and everyone's out there <laughs> in their in Elsa Frozen costumes in the snow. Right. It's pretty funny. It's like the you know the Frost Princess was awakened that particular uh, Indiana (laughs) fall. Well, do you guys want to hear about my lady? Yeah. Absolutely. My lady is not necessarily tied to any particular season. I just wanted an excuse to talk about fall. Because <laughs> I was like, ooh. Um, okay, so my lady goes back to 1647. Holy nice. cow. I'm going to the way backs, y'all. Okay, so she was born in Germany and she died in the Netherlands. She is not a name that you hear that often, but you have probably seen her work in one way or another. So her name is Maria Siebel. Oh, no, no. Sibia. There we go. Sibia Marin. Um, she was a naturalist and a nature artist who was known for her illustrations of insects and plants. We were kind of briefly talking about yeah. her in an early episode. Well, about the work that she does. Um, so her father was an illustrator and died when she was three years old. Mm. Um, her mother got remarried to a still life painter. <laughs> She had a type. Yep. She did have a type, and she stuck right to it. Um, uh, her stepfather, who is Jacob Morrell, uh, taught her how to draw and how to paint. She became like a little protege. So little Maria would collect insects for her stepfather's work until she started her own caterpillar and butterfly collection that was mm-hmm. just for her. <laughs> uh, so keeping more of the artist nature in the family, Maria decided to marry her stepfather's apprentice. <laughs> Because once you have a blueprint, you just stick to it. (laughs) So Maria and Johann Andreas Graf is her husband's name. They married in 1665. They had a daughter and they moved to Nuremberg. So in Nuremberg, she was there for about like 14 years. So a good long bit of her time she was there. And she created a series of watercolor engravings of flowers. Um, Most of her work was um, spent on this three volume set. So there was three of these and it was called the Blumbach, which means book of flowers. (laughs) Glorious German. Uh, But if three volumes were not enough, later she did a reprinting and she called it Neues Blumbach. Anybody have a guess of what that is? The newest one. The newest one. It's the new book of flowers. (laughs) (laughs) Right? So, but... In her book of her engravings and illustrations, she also included observations. She also showed the insects and the habitats that were with the plants as well. And she was showing what food that the insects were eating. Um, Her observations, according to this New York Times article, quote, helped dispel the popular belief that insects spontaneously emerged from the mud. The knowledge that she collected over the decades didn't just satisfy those. Hold on. Curious about nature, (laughs) but also provided valuable insults, insults, insights. Uh, Mm. Pina coladas are tonight, by the way. (laughs) 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 But provided valuable insights into medicine and science. End quote, New York Times. Thank you. Um, 
<laughs> so Maria followed up her book of uh, the new book of flowers with what else? But caterpillars. Ooh. I love this title. So this is the title of her follow-up book. Caterpillars, their wondrous transformation and peculiar nourishment from flowers. But what is that in German? <laughs> I had it, and I didn't bother to put it down. <laughs> but it was in German, <laughs> and it had a lot of consonants in it. Mm. <laughs> um, but that book was, like, extremely detailed, and it actually set a new standard for scientific illustration. She was the first one to include the full life cycle, as well as look as their existence in, like, a wider world of, like, what they were eating and what other wildlife was around them at the time. Um, because she was, of course, a multitasker in these uh, 1660s, she had another baby while she was working on all of these books in German. Uh, she also uh, moved around to take care of her ailing mother. And she was also part of a Labidus colony for a while. I briefly looked up what a Labidus was, and it's like a separatist group of uh, pious, uh, pious, of pious people who believe they are very godly, so they must act very godly. So, you know, a really fun group at parties. Um, but at that colony, she did some paintings. <laughs> I immediately uh, thought leper colony. Yeah, it's not a leper fun. colony. It's like a cult colony oh, gotcha. sort cult of thing. Colony. Yes. You know, when regular religion isn't strict enough. Okay. Then that's pretty much. Yes, exactly. You take it to the next level. The, and then you take it to the level after that. Yes. Uh, so... But in 1919, oh my God, 1691, there's a nine in it. All right. So in 1691, Maria and her daughters moved to Amsterdam and she got divorced. I'm kind of wondering what happened at the colony. You could just do that in 1690. Uh, if yeah, you're in Amsterdam, say. I mean, you can do a lot of things yeah, in Amsterdam that you can't do in other places. Amsterdam. But yeah, 1691 mm. divorce. Yeah. If you were like um, in Britain, you just have to poison your husband. Right. right? Exactly. Uh, apparently, I was trying to kind of figure out like why. Um, I saw that there was something about a public spat that the two of them had, um, and that uh, Johan tried to get her back, but she said, nah. <laughs> Good for her. So... You know, these last two episodes, yeah. I've like been very anti-husband and like eight weeks from now, I'm getting married, so I, know, I should probably right. tone it down a little bit, but... Uh, it's a okay. little bit of mix. It's a mix yeah. of both. There you go. Uh, but eight years later, solo, on her own, she's now 52 years old, and she decides that she's going to go to Suriname in South America. You know, like you do. Um, she's going to go there to study insects and plants. Would you like to know a fun fact about Suriname? Sure. <laughs> Doesn't everybody want a fun fact about Suriname? Okay, so the Dutch controlled Suriname at this time. Okay, so it had a whole bunch of Dutch colonizers. Um, and they were there because they traded Suriname with the English for Manhattan. Hmm. Ah. <laughs> right? Hmm. So the Fair Dutch well gave... New Amsterdam. Right. So the English got Manhattan, which they would then lose in 1776, <laughs> and the Dutch got Suriname. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> Maria publishes a book about the creatures that she found in Suriname. It's about 60 engravings in the book, and it's called The Metamorphosis of Insects of Suriname. And I don't actually know if it had a German name to it or not. Mm. Uh, but the book was the very first illustrated account of any natural history in Suriname. 
So, woohoo! Uh, the book received much acclaim um, at the time. People were super excited about it, thought it was beautiful and lovely. Um, but then she was forgotten. Anybody want to know why? Ovaries. Yes, the patriarchy. Because <laughs> some man went to Suriname and published a inferior book. I mean, you could just say because men. Um, so, yes, people had a really hard time seeing women as scientists because we're talking like, you know what I mean, the 1600s here. So, yeah, whatever. Um, Maria's book has been republished throughout the ages. It has survived. Uh, I did briefly look on the Amazon. It's like $90 to $120. But I mean, we're talking like a full color Hmm. heavy, you know, uh, hefty college, or not college, but coffee table book. You know what hmm. I mean? So you're talking about a gorgeous one. Um, now, when Maria died, uh, Peter the First, yes, Peter the Great, <laughs> that Peter the Great, the Tsar of Russia, <sighs> huzzah, huzzah, uh, bought her paintings <laughs> and hired her daughter to do scientific drawings. Huh. Peter, not Catherine. The Great. Peter. The, uh, Catherine's husband's oh, father, father. The yeah. actual okay. great one. That, yes, the actual one. great one. That one. Okay. Yes, not her, the worthless her one. great grandfather. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so Dorothea was the first woman to be employed by the Russian Academy of Sciences. Nice. So, you know what I mean? It kind of like, it continued. Also, Maria's daughter, Joanna, uh, moved back to Suriname and became an artist in her own right as well. Wow. So, yeah, they kept with the scientists because and the they, art. Um, yeah, they married and bred with artists. Right, so that's exactly. how you get it in your family. That is the You're blueprint. I mean, bread. just stick to it. Marry an artist <laughs> and like bugs. And a scientist woman, <laughs> an artist man. Right, exactly. Yeah. So on and so forth. History is made. <laughs> so the Her rest- illustrations are gorgeous. Aren't they I pretty? I was looking at them when I was researching Do today, you have any of them in your house? Because you have some line art drawings. Not by her, but... Okay. I, yeah. I have a botanical type flower thing. Yeah. Rammed up a few places. They're so gorgeous. And I, I will, of course, though. put them in the show notes. Yeah. But you can definitely tell the ones that are hers because there's definitely going to be a plant and an insect mm-hmm. uh, in it. Um, it's very much about the whole habitat. Um, although there is one in Suriname that became very popular, which is a um, alligator with a snake around it. That one doesn't have like plants and insects, nest, you know, like front page. Focus on the main event there. It is very exciting though, and I have seen it as a coloring page too because her books are. It's in public domain, That's awesome. so yeah. people have made coloring pages out of her work. Now and I have so something you can, to Google when I get yeah, home. Yeah, you can color the alligator being. I don't know. It's the wrestling. Let me put it that way. I don't know who's winning on this crocodile <laughs> snake fight. It seems to kind of be a tie, like, you know, uh, but it's Well, uh, when you it's said she went from, like, Europe to South America, I was mm-hmm. like, that's how she know which ones not to touch. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. She's one of our like, I think forefathers was, that helped us figure that stuff out. She was in a petticoat <laughs> touching everything oh. and asking the indigenous people to oh. bring me stuff. Look at that. <laughs> that. That's the one. <laughs> Who's winning in this scenario? Who's I mean, the crocodile does have, or the alligator does have, you know, its teeth on the snake, but. Yeah. Like, how did that happen? Who who thought <laughs> it would be a good idea to eat the other one right. in that situation? Oh, they're both losing. No, it's a mom. It's The snake was trying to eat the baby. Oh, oh it's defending egg. its egg. Wait, who's... They both lay eggs, though. Oh. Whose eggs are they? Oh, yeah, that's right. No, it, is no, the rep- it has a little baby coming out. Okay. Oh, there's, oh, there's proof of life. Baby. Okay, there you go. Oh, Got okay. it. 
that snake can just fuck off. Right. Because <laughs> that's a mama alligator mm. slash crocodile. I don't know what they are down there. I mean, you would just have to bite it in half. So I'm sure they've got this. Right. Yeah, exactly. Just... Exactly. It's just a little yeah. snake. But the curling around it, like it's a freaking like ribbon on a stick. Yeah. Uh, is quite, quite amazeball. So there is this wonderful piece about Maria in uh, the Atlantic. And it really kind of like summed up her life and her work. And I just loved how they said it. So, quote, most European butterflies didn't even have a specific name when Maria began to study them, nor were they properly classified before Linnaeus imposed his order onto the natural world many years after her death. Maria was not interested in classification. She explained to an English collector, but only in the formation, propagation, and metamorphosis of creatures and the nature of their diet. Almost two centuries before the German zoologist Ernest Henkel coined the term ecology. Maria published plates that depicted, depicted ecological, uh, ecological communities. Um, did I also mention that Maria's work is 150 years before Darwin? Wow. So the origin of species where we really started classifying stuff and giving them a whole bunch of Latin names. She was 150 years before that dude. <laughs> he may have had her books. This is true because Maybe. they were super detailed drawings. Um, so next time you see, yes, next time. She loves the snakes in that one. That one's a bird <laughs> and a like, snake. I like this one a lot. <laughs> but next time you see a line art drawing, like sometimes Ikea has some of them. Sometimes you're like your home stores will have, you know, the line art drawing. Just see if it's by uh, Maria Salbia Martin because it's public domain. They could yeah. easily reprint them and they could keep her name on it. You know what I mean? So her name might even be on it, but there's some gorgeous <laughs> we got stuff. Some tattoo ideas around here. Now. Uh-huh. This is very true. They could make some great tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> These are gorgeous. Yeah. So she's a name that like I had never heard before, but I'm like, I know this work though. Like I, mm-hmm. I just feel like I've seen it in a lot of home stores, but you know, <laughs> Uh, in Katie's house, I feel like the the inspiration <laughs> is also kind of in Katie's house. So I'm like, going, I want to, I want to dig deep and learn about the 1600s lighting. Yeah, that just seems. See? I don't know. To me, that just seems like the the task of getting from Europe to Suriname right. would just be insurmountable. It like, was supposed to be five years, like a five year expedition. Mm-hmm. Um, she got sick after two. So mm. uh, so she came back home after two. But she was 52 years old <laughs> yeah. in the 1600s when she committed to a five-year tour and of Suriname. Ju- so. It just seems like just getting there. Yeah. Mm. I mean, traveling now, you're like, oh, I have to change planes <laughs> twice. It's going to take like 14 hours. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is going to take three months by ship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never known, you know, what kind of disease of cholera and, you know, oh, all I of the know. tuberculosis just... you're going to get when you get there and yes (laughs) but yeah she was amazing indeed but yes that is what i have about her katie let me know what tattoo you're getting okay (laughs) we will not get matching ones because i believe that breaks up any friendship and or marriage (laughs) Uh as soon as you get matching tattoos it's done Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. i learned this from johnny depp and why no forever i mean why not a writer (laughs) you just don't do it kids safe (laughs) exactly this has been a life skill lesson (laughs) from dr leah leach okay you want me to wrap it up Sure. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps it up for us this week. Join us next week for another cool woman of history as the Girls Guide podcast continues. Thanks for listening. 
For show notes, links, and images from this week's show, visit galsguide.org. Want exclusive stuff like deleted bits and major bloopers? Become a Galsguide patron today. Thanks for listening.